You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you know what you are? You're a popcorn salesman. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, 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 the home stretch. All right, let's hit the field with, with, with Tyler and friends. Hey! Welcome to the home stretch. I'm your host, Tyler Harrison, along with my leather jacket wearing. I don't know, producer, <laughs> Speedy Petey. I got nothing. I got nothing to say. You actually, are you going to go back and get a haircut soon? Mm, two weeks, probably. All right, well, that's good. Got to keep on top of it, otherwise, you know, don't listen to me. Don't listen to me about anything. Um, so, normally I start off with a bunch of spiel. I actually have somebody on the phone right now, so we're going to get to them first. Uh, welcome to the home stretch. How may I help you? Hi, Ken. How are you? Or upstate New York, according to you guys, right? <laughs> no, no. New Upstate New York's part of New York. Okay. And really, next year I might be in really upstate New York, like an hour away from upstate New York. No, oh, so that's <laughs> like Canada. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know if it's like Canada. Buffalo's like Canada. That's like still. Hey? Oh, so it's not that far. Seven hours away from there. Canada, eh? <laughs> It's just upstate. It's not Canada. Canada, seven hour drive away. Moose. Drive. What? Moose. <laughs> Do you want to go get some moose? Eh? Yeah, with all the Canadian jokes. Yeah. Free health gear, eh? All right. Uh, I wanted to. I don't know. Discuss the weekend coming up game. Dallas, New England, game of the week. I actually think this game might actually not even be competitive whatsoever. Oh, yeah. The GOAT might be out. Might be out. No, Tom Brady will play. He will play. He may not That's... be out. Tom, Br- Tom Brady will play. I, I'm surprised. I haven't heard anything that would have said Tom Brady isn't going to play. And I, he's had he's other random injury but... reports all the time, and he's played through all those. So. Right. He, they said he's questionable, but that's nothing to him. He'll be like, you know, Coach, I'm going to play, and then he'll play. Here's the thing, though, and, and I will say this, and it's kind of ironic because I just got done talking about this. You know what really makes the Patriots great? 98% of teams would say, hey, Tom, are you ready to play? Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess I could play. Great, you're playing. You know what the one team in the league is going to say, hey, Tom, uh, you're not playing today. What? Yeah, you're not playing. You heard what I said. You're not playing. What do you, what do you mean I'm not playing? Yeah, I'm Bill Belichick. Ba- I'm Bill Belichick. You're not Brady. playing. I, I understand what you're saying with other positions, but that's never really happened with Brady. No, Brady. I'm, but I'm, my point to you is the one guy in the league that has the balls to tell Tom Brady he's not playing and get away with it would be Bill Belichick. But clearly that would have happened already if it did. Yes. Well, no, I think, I think this elbow injury actually could mean something, and I think that's why you got people around here going, oh, he's digressing. He, he's not digressing at all. Right, and for the rest of the year, I'm a Patriots fan. To get laid, right? The woman that I want sex with is a Patriots fan. So, oh shoot! All right, well, you know, way to way to shoot your shot. Hopefully, we help. Well, the Giants aren't going anywhere, anyways. No, <laughs> no. If I was the Giants, Saquon Barkley wouldn't even put on shoulder pads the rest of the year. I'm saying I might as well get Win? on the bandwagon yeah. just to the just to the end of the season. Right. Well, no, I mean, if you're going to get on board, then you might as well get on board now. Now is about the time the Patriots get real, real good. If somebody goes next year, next time, well, 
she kind of a, she was a boyfriend, so probably not going to happen again. Oh. Uh-huh. oh. I have to refill certain requirements. I have to get a job with a corporation, <laughs> among other things. Then she'll think about it. Oh. Rethink about it. Hey, listen. All I know is she has a boyfriend. I wouldn't touch him. Well, I've known her for two years, and I've been wanting to. I mean, over a year, and I've been wanting to. So I get my chance. I get my chance. Oh, well, there you go. But uh, is there any input on the football game that you have? Well, how how bad a beating do you think Dallas is going to take? I have a 13-point victory for the Patriots. They'll cover the spread. Spread six and a half, I think they'll double it. I, I, you could be right. I think I said 24-10 at work. It could be 30-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible just because the thing is the Patriots' defense loves to do one thing exclusively, and that's double-team, triple-team your top receiver. They do that all the time. And now they even have a higher-end corner to do it with, and Stephon Gilmore, too. The Cowboys flourished in other weeks with their second and third receivers struggling because they were facing bad secondaries. On Eastern Radio today that – some players are sick. Yeah, but probably. The Dallas Cowboys tend to get sick. Well, no, it's also these oh. these reports left to go around against the against the Patriots all the time too. They they said the same thing about the Eagles in the Super Bowl too. A lot of players got the flu coincidentally. Uh, I think I think that's all just I think that's all just journalists loving to conspire just to make the Patriots look like they're going to cheat again. <laughs> Right. I, I well, don't, the, the I don't guy really on the radio did say that, that the quarterback was taking precautions not to get sick. Well, right, but I'm just saying that's happened in other instances, too. Now, there were instances that were true, too. They, there was a, the AFC Championship game the year before. There was a, a fan that pulled the fire alarm on the Steelers' hotel. That was actually true. There was evidence of that. However, that didn't really matter because they, they still got destroyed in the game anyway. And that could have made a difference a maybe in a, in a one-possession uh, game. I guess they weren't a fan. <laughs> no, they were. It was a Patriots fan. Uh, no, a fan would have put the fire out. To be. Oh, <laughs> jeez. But um, yeah, I also have a problem with what you said too. I don't think this will be the game of the week. I don't even think it'll be the second game of the week. San Francisco Green Bay will be the best game this weekend. Oh yeah. And okay. Philly uh, Seattle well, is going to be a hell of a football game too. For a second, I, I forgot about that. Okay, I, I definitely think Seattle's going to destroy the Eagles. No, it, no, Seattle will win, but it'll be close. That game okay. will be close, Ken. Yeah, that game will probably be close. The I Eagles' the defense last beat week. The Cowboys pro- by two touchdowns or more. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that kind of thing, too. Going back to the other game with the Seahawks and Eagles, though, Ken, the Eagles' secondary, which was a big issue for them all year, proved a lot against the Patriots. True. <laughs> yeah, I saw that game. I mean, the, let's put it to you this way. They scored one touchdown in the air, and it was because of Julian Edelman. Right, trick play. And even that, well, that, even that wasn't a super open coverage no, lapse throw. Was, right. And I'm, I'm it wasn't great coverage, but it was good game. enough where they could have played the ball if it wasn't that good of a throw either. Wait, the Packers and San Fran game is going to be a big test for, the, for San Fran. Why are we testing San Francisco? How about we test Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked great all year. I'll say. Mm. Yeah, I'm saying it's a test. Aaron Rodgers had a bit of a, of a bad first three games, but – all year. Yeah, but really, he hasn't looked great. No, I'm just saying, all year he's looked very uncomfortable. 
Mm, I would say that was the issue more with the first three games. I don't think it is anymore. I would say, what really great team has San Fran beat? San Francisco's schedule was rough early on. I'll pull that up for you right now. Let's see. They destroyed Carolina, who was a good good team at the time. I think they were 5-2 and two or something like that at the time. They beat the Rams, who I don't think are that good, but a lot of people think they're good. I don't think they're that good. I don't either. I'm just saying a lot of people are attracted by the star power that that, that Rams team has. They so. beat Tampa Bay. Oh, I got this. Tampa Bay, they are a very competitive football team. Okay, they blew out Cincinnati. That's bad. Uh, they beat the Steelers. The Steelers are 500. They dominated Cleveland. Yeah, the Tampa Bay well, right, but they beat the Rams. The Rams are a better team than not a good team. They struggled against the Redskins. They blew out the Panthers. The Panthers are a good football team. Yes. The Cardinals are a competitive football team. They lost. They're only lost to Seattle. Seattle might be the best team in football. We'll find that out. And again, Arizona, a competitive football it's a team. Test against a great team. That's all. Right, but they, it's not like they got blown out. They lost in overtime. Right. True. Now, you're now, right. They're none, of, none of those teams are complete standouts, Ken. Right. But the, the, the rest thing of is, the year for them is going to be pretty The thing hard. is the NFC, especially with the South and the West this year, they just have so much good talent in that. And that's where in the, within those two yeah. divisions. And that's where most of their games have come from. So they've been playing well in those kinds of instances. is very surprising. Even the Seahawks, too, because – I said at the start of the year, and I'm still, I'll admit I was wrong on this, I'm shocked that all the NFC West is doing as well as they did with the schedule that they have this year. Right. It was supposed to be brutal coming into the year. I'm also kind of rooting for teams like Green Bay to go all the way to face the Patriots, potentially. I don't they, know. They, they could. They could if they, get, if they can get a home field advantage kind of thing because if Seattle gets home field or if the Saints get home field, I don't see any of, the, any of those two teams losing. The Packers, if they could steal it from them, it's a possibility. Because especially if they face the Saints, the Saints, again, cold weather, that could be a bad thing for them, that late in the season kind of thing. Yeah, because they're not used to it in the... In the NFC South, right. Yeah. They're used to being the Heat in New Orleans and all that. Yeah, so that could hurt for a, a playoff game kind yeah, of thing. Even though I, th- even though I think the Saints have a, have a better team than Green Bay overall. Especially I mean, with the way their defense is played. coming to Lambeau and trying to win. <laughs> I mean, they could do it. It just is going to be a lot harder. I think it would be a bigger margin of victory, though, if Green Bay had to go to the Superdome. Yeah, I have one question. Do you think Jones has the future of winning something? Our new quarterback. Jones? Oh, Daniel yeah. Jones. No. Uh, In the future. I'm, I'm talking about... Not like, a chance. It depends on his mental stability. As a, as a quarterback as a whole... I, I'm not crazy about him as a prospect. I think he's good at, right. in some things, but that's really it. Now, again, mental stability of any quarterback is always a wild card. A, but he's just a rookie. No, I know that. I'm just saying that's always a wild card no matter how talented you are. Joe Flacco was a good playoff quarterback, and Peyton Manning wasn't. <laughs> so right. just look at Eli that for discrepancy. And, uh, well, even Eli falls in that boat. He wasn't good as a rookie. No, I know that. I'm no, talking. No, I'm saying Eli was average at best during the regular season, but he's an elite postseason quarterback, right. and I wouldn't trade sure. him in the postseason for anything. Right, and I think even though I'm not crazy about his talent level, if he could still do things like that late in games, postseason stuff year. like that, when their team ends up getting yeah. good, if their team ends up getting good at any point. Phil Sims won two Super Bowls. I'm just saying the 
the first year he wasn't good. Then he got good. Well, no, I, really I, I, listen, I'm not saying to give up on – I've preached this message a lot. The Jets shouldn't give up on Sam Darnold. The Giants shouldn't give up on Daniel Jones. I the mean, Arizona Cardinals shouldn't have given up on Josh Rosen. I, I, and all I, that, it's really who they put around him to yes. in the next year. So. Right, that'll be up to building, rebuilding the rest of the team. Right. Because Maybe the team is coach. not good right now. They need a new yeah, coach. They, 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 coach yeah. and defensive coordinator, definitely. Yeah. I would even get rid of the OC guy. He, he's, okay, he's, well, he's not really the play caller, though, so I don't know if he's necessarily friend, a bad thing. Joe, now, they always. might if they if a coach wants to be have a specific guy, though, too. So I'm not against it. It's just he's not really a blameworthy target. Listen, there's a bunch of teams right now that have a young quarterback that should all go after the same. How Mike McCarthy is not employed right now is a joke. An absolute utter joke. Cleveland totally. should be kicking themselves in the ass. The Giants <laughs> should kick themselves in the ass. The Jets probably well, more he than wasn't everybody. really available for the Giants, though. Why not? Because he wasn't fired yet from Green Bay. So uh, what? The when, Giants, the Gi- when the Giants hired Shermer, he was still in Green Bay. So it wasn't, right, when the he wasn't available. No, my, Mike Shermer McCarthy got fired like, during the season last year. Right, but my so, point is the Giants were not, when they were going for a new head coach at the time, Mike McCarthy wasn't gone yet. He was still in Green Bay. He was fired week 14 or something last year. Right, so in the offseason they couldn't have interviewed Mike McCarthy? Well, they weren't really in the runnings for it because they didn't fire Shermer. Who the hell cares? Right, I'm just saying they didn't fire Shermer at that time. They could, uh, listen, the Giants should have fired whoever, I would have fired Tom Coughlin to bring in Mike McCarthy. No, Mike McCarthy, really, Tom Coughlin hasn't worked wonders with a quarterback since. And Tom, Eli Manning wasn't Tom a rookie Coughlin quarterback. Was a very good coach. Yes, agreed, but he doesn't oh, know think, anything about uh, young quarterbacks. I want to say about the network. Yeah, because he, that doesn't mean he doesn't he, he can't work with it before just because he hasn't done it yet. He was he came into no. Eli Manning. That doesn't mean Jacksonville. He, he had, had a young chance. quarterback. David Garrard didn't work. Byron Leftwich. David Garrard was pretty work. good for a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah, and then Tom Coughlin coached the Giants. <laughs> right. So yeah. David Garrard. Just because he did, just because he didn't do he it doesn't mean he can't do it. No. I you think improve, the can wrestling do. guys will be pleased. I'm buying my ticket to that wrestling match a week from Sunday tomorrow night. There you go. There might still be front row left. Might be. I don't know if I'd pay front row, though. But Well, they said, why not? I've never been to wrestling. I'm going to independent. Might as well take front row. There you go. Is it AEW? IWW. Huh. There you go. It, it It's absolutely amazing that we'll get to that when we do Around the World of Sports. Well, Ken, we do got to get to a break. I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Uh, it's always a pleasure. All right. And tell Earl, have Earl? a good night. All right. I will tell Earl to have a good night. Or, or, uh, or He's right here, so I'll tell him <laughs> right now. <laughs> Sorry, man. What's the pronunciation again? Errol? Errol. Errol. Uh, Errol, have a good night. Errol, have a good night. He gave a thumbs up. Okay, cool. And tell him to get that dinner scheduled. <laughs> Ken said to get the dinner scheduled. <laughs> he's nodding his head. Yeah, he said good. He, he will figure this out. All right, before another year passes. Before <laughs> another year passes. Or before the playoffs end. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. You too. 
When we come back around the world of sports, picks, and maybe we'll do this NFL 100 thing. I don't know. Probably not. But if not, we'll just do Tuesday. It doesn't really matter. Next on the home stretch. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now the baseball team. Little League. Fantasy League. We are back, back, back with the home stretch on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the home stretch. Are you going to join the show or are you just going to continue to be a, a heckler? <laughs> He's messaging right now. Well, there's three microphones. Preferably, you sit on that table so you don't punch me. But you're. But uh, anyway, are, are, so you're not doing picks? I did my picks. Okay, he did his picks already. Speedy, if you'd be so kind as to play the music, so we, oh, actually, hold that thought. We, I'm the only show on the network that actually tells you the scores of the games going on, and I have to do it because. Well, I promise. Anthony Carragher will be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> that's a hole. What a blowout we have here. Um, Where are we going first? Let's just do college football. This game is pointless. This game is sad. If you really love college football, and you're really going to have to love college football to watch this football game, there's Colorado State against Wyoming. ESPN 2. 9.30. Yep, that, that is college football. That's the only thing we got on a Thursday. Not only that, Friday, Friday right? So because it's Friday, golf is a very big thing right now. The RSM Classic is in its second round. What is this? Oh, music. all right, there you go. <laughs> uh, Usually go to golf first. So. The, sea, the Sea Island of Georgia is hosting... The RSM Classic. Beautiful place. Just don't know where it is. Your leader right now is Tyler Duncan, and this this is a this is really amazing to have it at any golfing round. Minus fourteen. That's very hard to do. That's impeccable. He shot a minus nine today. Tied for second. Sebastian Munez at minus twelve. He shot a minus seven today. Rain Gibson. Also shot a minus 12 on the tournament. He shot a negative 6 today. And DJ Trahan at minus 12. He also shot a minus 9 today. That's Those are very impressive scores. And then tied for 5, you got Ricky Barnes. Uh, he's at minus 11. He shot also a minus 9 today. Fantastic. It, it's truly amazing. Since there's two hockey games on, we'll get these travesties out of the way. Both, they're both tri-state disasters since we're from the tri-state area. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins got humiliated against the Islanders. And uh, now they're humiliating the New Jersey Devils. They're up 4-1. to They scored about two goals in five minutes. You're looking at Dominic, Kahan, Jake Gunsel, Jarek McCann, and John Morano. Like it was nothing. The goal for the Devils was Taylor Hall. That's how you got a 4-1 Penguins game. And I'm so sick of this. I don't even want to mention the other game. After beating a very good team in the Washington Capitals, the new... The new the, I don't know what the hell to call them. The I don't know what the hell to call them. I, I, I don't even want to call them the New York Rangers. This is an embarrassment. This is an absolute disaster. 
the blue shirts are losing 4-1 to to the Ottawa goddamn Senators. It's like the Yankees losing to the Baltimore Orioles. This frustrates the crap out of me. I'd rather you lose 10 nothing to the Capitals and beat the Ottawa Senators than to beat the Capitals and then go up north and get humiliated. Damn joke. Uh, Thomas Shabbat, Logan Brown, Tyler Ennis, and yeah, this is going to pour extra salt in the wound. Anthony Duclair. Remember that guy? The guy that couldn't even skate on Madison Square Garden Ice? Yeah. He's got 10 goals on the year already. By the way, that's like the second of both teams. There's Panarin, the bread man, and then there's this guy. Good job. Great job. Jacob Truba's the goal for the Rangers. And I swear to God, if I hear one more person say, eh, Henrik Lundqvist needs to go. Watch the game. Call me then. Don't say it's Lundqvist. The man is literally standing on his head. Literally. You might as well give him a bucket of ice and just have him use that to defend the guy. It, it's, it, it's awful. It's a damn joke. And it's a travesty. The fact that I have to listen to Islander fans talk about, oh, we're the best team in New York. That should piss off everybody. You're a Rangers fan. Do you like hearing these Islanders things? I hate it. What? Right, well, right now it's true, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it is true. But it pisses me off. It really does. The Islanders haven't lost a... The Islanders have not gotten a point in what? Three and a half weeks? Yeah, 15-0-1. The Raiders don't even have 15 wins on the freaking season. Sorry, I have to regain post. This is the last I'm going to say about this. Henrik Lundqvist should want to leave this travesty so he can actually go win something. That's that's my last thought on the whole thing. The fact that Henrik Lundqvist subjects him to this is truly amazing. I've never seen a superstar more humbling in my life. Derek Jeter would have asked that. He's loyal. He's loyal. No. To a fault. He's not going to win Stanley Cup because he wanted to win with these dopes instead. I, I don't even know where the hell I am. I, I'm this, this is ridiculous. Um, college basketball, I guess, was next. I, I, I really don't even. I, Duke's up 75-7 over Georgetown. Oregon's tied with Houston at 10. They, this game just started. It's on the Pac-10 Pac network. Um. 12 minutes left in the first half. Villanova beat uh, Mississippi State. And the that was Myrtle Beach. for a while, too. The Myrtle Beach Invitational. Um, in the 2K Empire Classic, Texas beat California. Or Cal, depending on where you're from, 62-45. They are awaiting the winner of Duke and Georgetown. Also, the winner of the Myrtle Beach Invitational, they will play Villanova. Baylor, 24 ranked, beat uh, CCU. whoop de doo da 77-65. Kentucky beat uh, Montana State? Yeah. Jesus Lord. 82-62. Ohio State beat... I don't even know what that is. All right, let's just... It's an initials? Hold on. We'll figure this out. Nope, maybe we won't figure this out. (laughs) PFW? The Summit? League? Uh, whatever. They dominate them. 85-46. I couldn't even imagine. Uh, Maryland beat George Mason. 86-63. Fort Wayne. Oh, well. 
Godspeed. That's, it's a cool name, too. No. Fort Wayne Mastodons. That is a cool name. Too bad they couldn't play like their name. But <laughs> yep. It's all right. The Rangers don't live up to expectations either, so you're just following in suit. Uh, Utah State ranked for the first 15, time probably yeah. like, what, 17, 20 years? Well, they were ranked at the start of the season, too. Yeah, but like, when was the last time they I'm were competitive? I'm not sure. I, they haven't been in the tournament in goddamn forever. They, they were in beat it last LSU. Year. <laughs> what? They were in it last year. Were they? Yeah, they were in it this season. Really? Mm-hmm. My memory stinks. I apologize, Utah State. But uh, they beat LSU 80-78. to In Charleston Classic, Xavier takes on Connecticut later today, and uh, Washington takes on Montana. We should have French Montana's voice go, Montana! No? All right, whatever. <laughs> Screw you guys. And uh, then there's... Actual basketball. Um, this is not going to be for the faint of heart. There's a lot of blowouts going on right now. Detroit. Did Blake Griffin come back? Yep, he did. Detroit beat Atlanta 128-103. to Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin played phenomenal in this basketball game as uh, they both had 23-plus peaks. The Washington Wizards... Beat the Charlotte Hornets 125 to 118. Miles Bridges is starting to really form into a nice little player. He dropped 31. And of course, I mean, Bradley Beal is just, if he's not in the MVP conversation, I don't know what else to say. The guy's played his ass off all year. He dropped 30 and 13 and went over the Hornets. You got the Brooklyn Nets up 86 to 70 as uh, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. Look to uh, continue a nice little stretch that they're on, even though Kyrie Irving's not playing tonight. So, surprise, surprise. But uh, your leading scorer right now is Spencer Dinwiddle and Joe Harris. They're both tied at 19. And for the Sacramento Kings, uh, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, remember him, the Golden State <laughs> kickout? Yeah, he dropped 18. Uh, and then you have Buddy Yield at 16. Nobody else has double digits for the Kings right now. Well, and CBS just changed everything, so I don't even know what game I just got to. That's great. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. All right, Hornets, uh, Heat, and the Bulls. So the Bulls are up 67 to 43. As uh, l- let me tell you something about Kendrick Nunn right now. This guy is going to be the kid that we're all talking about in five years. Is like the next Dwayne Wade. This guy's going to be great. I'll tell you that right now. He's got 13, and then. Bam Adebayo is the leading scorer at 14. Never saw that coming. Then your leading scorer for the Bulls, Thaddeus Young, eight points. This rumor that the Lakers can get Laurie Markkinen for Kyle Kuzma is a damn joke. If that trade happens, the NBA should be slapped. Why? They're not even close. I think marketing's better, too. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not close. I don't think it's really a a super far discrepancy where it should be illegally banned by a league. Uh, They're both young players. Marketing? Hold that thought. I I like marketing more, too. I'm just saying. It's not not a bad discrepancy trade. Marketing and Kuzma is about exactly the difference between Pau Gasol. I'm sorry. Yeah, Pau Gasol and Chris Paul. And the league didn't let that happen. Al Gasol and Chris Paul. Yeah. At the time the uh, Lakers got vetoed that trade. Yeah, but they, how old was Pal Gasol at that time? 32, 33. He was still in his prime. 
Yeah, but and I, look at Chris Paul; he can barely walk now. So, well, right, but About Chris Paul then was young and still one of the best point guards in the league. And Pauk is a Hall of Famer. So is Chris Paul. No, I know. Chris Paul's going exactly. Hall of Famer when he retires too. Right, that's my point. So they're exactly the same. There's it's just no t- gap. It's right, but it's also tougher to deal with with newer players too. These are both second year players, both first round picks in the 2017 draft. And while I think Markkanen is again more of a skilled player, Kuzma also broke through in a better situation too. They both, they both haven't been all stars, but they're both in the futures game. They're both one of the be- two of the better young players in the game. I think Markkanen's better too, but I don't think it's that big of a discrepancy where you can look at it. Chris Paul at the time that he, he they were trying to deal that trade, was definitely a top ten player in the league and maybe top five. No way. You got your time frames mixed up. Chris Paul's not a top five player. Though. I said maybe. But um, definitely top 10. The Spurs are actually struggling against the 76ers, 59-52. The leading scorer for the Spurs, Rudy Gay at 17. Then at 13, Tobias Harris for the 76ers. That game's at halftime. Speaking of Chris Paul, the Oklahoma State the The Oklahoma State Thunder are up 67-66 over the Lakers at halftime. Uh, Shea Gilgis, Alexander is up the leading scorer with 13. And for the Lakers, your leading scorer is LeBron James at 11. Surprise, surprise. And here's the MVP of the league for you. Uh, the Mavericks are up 46-29 over the Cavs. Uh, your leading scorer for this game would be either Justin Jackson, or I'll give you a second guess. And if you didn't guess Luka Doncic, you're a fool. Uh, he also has nine points. And he's clearly the MVP in the league right now. Not even close. The leading scorer for the Cavs is Seti Osman with eight. Ah, Guido's boy. Yeah, well. You know how he doesn't even mention the Cavs anymore since LeBron left? Doesn't even mention them at all. He's a LeBron fan. He knows they're bad, I think. No, he's a LeBron fan, not a Cavs fan. That's my point. The Nuggets are up 16-8 over the Celtics. This game just started. Um, It's about midway through the first and Utah's up 19-14 over the um, Golden Stateless Warriors. I, I don't really know what to say there. And then the Houston Rockets and Los Angeles Clippers play again tonight around 10.30. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Around the World of Sports. Brought to you by Ray's Cafe, 150 Motor Parkway. Hop Hog! New York. 1-1. 7-something-something. Doesn't really not matter. Uh, I thought you were building it up like you actually knew it now. No, <laughs> like I don't know. I don't need to know. Listen, if you can't figure it out after I gave you the street address, the town, and the state, the zip code's not doing it for you. You might as well just drive to Pennsylvania. Or Canada, depending on what direction you're going. But, um, nope, here we go. I'm sorry I didn't get to this one sooner. Snugs alert! Because I actually checked the Twitter around here. Ready? I swear, this is literally what I get. This is not a... I, I... Oh, I don't even know if I should say this one. I really don't know if I can even say this one right now. All right. Ah, screw it. Here we go. <laughs> I, and I've got proof, so if everyone believes I'm making this up, whatever. Tyler is a great host. He reads scores during the game. Other hosts on the network seem confused that games occur while they are on air, and fans of their show may want scores updates. In addition to always being right, Tyler sets an excellent example for hosts who only want to be homers and talk to bees. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Thank you, Snugs. You're always 
You always put a smile on my face, buddy. Good job. That's that I was. Love how, I love how beeves is now a plural. Never. I don't know who the other guy like, would be. Like their own species. Yeah. Well, he's one of a kind. I'll tell you that much. Beeves is definitely. He's uh, he's one of a kind, all right. All right, Speedy. Well, we've cut the chit chat long enough. It's Friday. I don't know how I did last week, but didn't. Priding. I mean, I actually won my week in my fantasy league, so that should be. All right. There you go. Um, so we'll figure out how we do this week. Uh, I am already one and zero in my league, but zero and one here. So let's uh, remember that you're zero and zero in my league and one and zero here. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Odds. I mean, I'm technically still undefeated. In <laughs> what? Your league. <laughs> right. He's got a point. He's undefeated. He's a perfect zero zero zero. Yep. Oh, I should tie. <laughs> should tie. I should tie. I'll, I'll retire 0-0-1-1. I'll be like the Detroit Lions and Arizona Cardinals this year. Hmm. <laughs> Matt Staffordless. If I didn't draft Matthew Stafford, which I'm assuming I, I'm assuming he already got taken by somebody in your league. No, not that league, Dolphus. I mean the league of the spread. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Ready? Yep, whenever you are, pal. All right. One o'clock games to begin. The Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. Oh. You want me to go first? You want to go first? You can go first. I'm going the upset here. I'm taking the Broncos. No, oh, a All week right. too late. Really? I've taken them up. No, for the Broncos. A, a good amount this year. I took them in other upsets. No, I meant for the Broncos, jackass. Okay. Well, I'm taking them because I think, one, I think they match up well, and two, like I say many times, I think Buffalo tends to lose games, especially late in the season, that they're not supposed to. Honestly, I think the Broncos also match up well, too. The, Bron- the Bills have a very average run defense. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman have both been productive running backs this year. It's been a, it's been a good tandem. The offensive line for the Broncos have played better in recent weeks than they did than they did at the beginning of the season when they were one of the worst lines in football. And their defense is now getting getting to the quarterback. And the Bills' offensive line, while it is improved from last year, is still not great. And the other thing, too, and I've said this with many other matchups in the past, running quarterbacks struggle the most against outside rushing defenses because it's hard for them to get lanes when they can contain them. And the Broncos have that. Vic Fangio has that. And they also have now some younger, faster defensive backs that could also be used to help contain Allen running, too. I think Allen will do well as a thrower in this game, but not much as a runner, and I think that'll hurt them, and it'll be a one-dimensional offense. So I'll take the Broncos in the upset here, 23-17. Um, I'm very upset. I picked Denver to upset the Vikings last week, and they, 99% of the game, proved me to be a genius. And then Kirk Cousins somehow, I don't know, let it come back. I don't don't know really how it happened. But, um, yeah, we're going to shake off the cobwebs. And I I agree with Speedy. I'm going to take the Broncos here, too. Not only that, I think Chris Harris is superior to every wide receiver Buffalo has. And I even like some of the young quarters Denver's got going on over there. And Von Miller is quietly, quietly, Going to get another double-digit double sack season. Bradley Chubb, Von Miller. 
I like some of the defensive guys that they're going to get. I I like it. And here's the other thing. Brendan Allen might be able to expose the Bills down the field. I, listen, I don't know why this kid's playing well, but I'll tell you one thing. We're going to get into a certain quarterback later in this show. I, I got news for you. If Carolina really thinks that Cam Newton is not the answer and they sign Colin Kaepernick, I'm the Denver Broncos. I'm all over Cam Newton. Cam Newton's call number one. Sorry, Joe Flacco. Denver wins this football game 23-20 over the Bills. Buccaneers-Falcons. This one has shootout written all over it. Buccaneers are good against the run, but the problem is Atlanta's not going to run the ball. They have no Devontae Freeman, so they got Brian Hill as their starting running back with their backup being a fifth-round pick out of Pitt, who's a rookie. So don't expect them to run the ball much in this game. Now, Atlanta's defense has been better in recent weeks, but Tampa's offense has still been pretty steadily good, even against good defenses, too, this year. They've had, again, Jameis Winston turning the ball over a ton. Yeah, that happens all year, too, but their their point offense, their production really hasn't been that bad as a whole this year. They've been pretty consistent. They haven't had many bad games. So I think that'll end up help that'll end up helping them play better against the Atlanta defense, which still has talent but has been down this year. That being said, they're still better than Tampa's defense. They lost Vernon Hargraves and waived him for whatever reason. So those corners are now all young all at the same time against that receiving core. Yeah, good luck. I'll take Atlanta at home, 35-27. I don't think the game's even going to be that close. Um, Speedy hit on the head. I don't know why I'm going second because he's proving my point for me. But Atlanta's going to – Atlanta's, I think, a little pissed off at themselves. So I think that right now they're playing for Dan Quinn. David Quinn. No, Dan Quinn. David Quinn's the putts I'm watching now. Dan Quinn is getting these guys to play for him. and David Quinn's job is safer, though. Well, no, he definitely is safe. But he should die. <laughs> Listen, after what I'm seeing right now, I would want them all gone. But I think Julio Jones... And Ke- Listen, the most important thing I took away from last Sunday was Calvin Ridley's getting looks. If they start utilizing Calvin Ridley the right way, when they get Hooper back, if they get Hooper back, they're not making the playoffs this year. This is fine-tuning for next season. Atlanta's not far away from being a great football team. Repair the offensive line. Get a young running back back there. You're good to go. That's really all you need. Maybe even like Keanu Neal walk. I, that's a tough yeah, decision. Yeah, I think he'll be gone at the end of the year. Oh, that, no, I think he has one more year left. Yeah, but I don't know. I really don't know. But that yeah, would be don't what, a fifth-year option? Yeah, uh, fifth-year option, right. I don't I don't know. That depends on what you see in him in the OTAs and stuff. Well, of course, but they could they could draft maybe in the like oh, right. third round of safety if right. they're worried about it kind of thing. That's why I thought they should have taken a wrap, but whatever. Well, they, they didn't know that it was going to be the second year in a row. Sometimes they have one major injury and that's it. Now right. it's actually concerning. <laughs> but um, Atlanta will win this football game. And honestly, Matt Ryan's had a very good year all year. Matt Ryan has been... A very underrated quarterback. And um, I don't see this game being even close. I'll take Atlanta 47-24 over the Bucks. All right, Raiders at the Jets. I'll take this one. You're going to go first? All I'll right, go, go ahead. First. This is ironic. 
I actually was going to take the Oakland Raiders. I really, I was going to. I really was. But just knowing how the Jets are and how the Raiders are, this is a game that the Raiders historically would lose and the Jets would win out and ruin their draft capital. So the New York Jets will find a way to win this football game. They're not supposed to and they shouldn't want to, but they will win this football game. I don't think the offensive line will handle Quinton Williams. I think at some point in time, Quinton Williams is going to have to get on the field and play. And I think, honestly, the Jet defense hasn't been bad. And Jabal Adams, everyone's talking about how Christian McCaffrey is MVP and how somehow Pat Mahomes is still in this conversation. I really don't get how. You're all giving it to Lamar Jackson because you're all subjected to the moment. Russell Wilson's probably the guy that should get it the most. Jamal Adams has been the best defensive player in football. Let's talk about that for a second. I think Jamal Adams is going to have a field day against this team. I think that the New York Jets defense will love up on Derek Carr and John Gruden. I'm not saying the Jets are a great organization. I'm not saying Adam Gates is a great coach. But the New York Jets should lose this football game which is exactly why they're going to win the football game. New York Jets 24, Oakland Raiders 21. We actually agree. I'm taking the Jets in the upset, too. The other thing, too, is their defense against the run has been especially good in recent weeks, too. I don't know if it was the new guys who are playing for Leonard Williams. I don't know if it's maybe they've keyed in more on the run, but their run defense has been very stout lately. That's not going to be good for Josh Jacobs, who's been... A focal point to this Raiders offense. The Raiders, well. So it's going to make them one-dimensional. And again, their other primary target is Darren Waller, who, again, matched up with Jamal Adams or matched up with Marcus May. That might not be winnable as much as Derek Carr would hope for it. So I think that'll be hard, too. Derek Carr, I think, still plays well in this game, but I just think the offense is one-dimensional. And Oakland's defense is still questionable. I don't know if they have the lethal pass rush that can get to the that could take advantage of the Jets' bad offensive line. they got some good young players, but it's not a lethal pass rush that really scares me. And Sam Darnold did very well last week against Washington, who has a very good pass rush. And probably just as bad of a secondary as the Raiders have right now. Probably the Raiders are a little better with their safeties, but that's about it. It's not much of a discrepancy there. And again, like I said when we were doing our playoff thing, the Raiders, I think, are too hot. I think they're due to come back down to earth a little bit. I'll take the Jets, too, and I'm only one point off from you, 24 to 20. <laughs> All right, Panthers, Saints. You want me to go first again? You yeah, want? you can go first. <laughs> I just wanted to take the upset before you did. You got it. Uh, I'll take the Saints, and I'm going to take them pretty big here. Carolina's defense, which was playing well, really, really well at the beginning of the season, has really struggled in recent weeks. And I'm surprised they're really doing bad against the run. And with that level of a front seven, the fact that they're struggling against the run and even just not great running backs either are running on them is a bit of a concern. And then their secondary, which re- which was the number one pass defense and the top five pass defense of football for a while, they came back down to earth too. So that's a bit of a concern. And their offense, they're not going to be able to rely on Christian McCaffrey against that Saints run defense. And then the Saints pass rush too has been phenomenal. And the Saints doing what they did last week against Tampa without Marshawn Lattimore, that has to say something about their defense. This is not just an offensive team anymore. This is a great defensive team, too. Saints, I think, win a pretty big blowout. I'll say, not pretty big, but kind of blowout. I'll say 26-14 Saints.
As a Saints fan, I'm concerned. Uh, you want to talk about being too hot? We're too hot. But that's just lost to the Falcons. Oh, yeah, we did get humiliated by the Falcons, didn't we? You were too hot at that time, yes. That's why I thought they would lose that and lose, uh, win that lose at Tampa. That's where, I, that's where I thought it would end, but it was the other way around. I'm going to say this right now. Marshawn Lattimore will probably not play on Sunday. This offense just doesn't look right to me yet. Now, luckily, Christian McCaffrey, like you said, might be shut down. Sheldon Rankins, Cameron Jordan, uh, Trey Hendrickson, and uh, geez, just name your defensive pair for the Saints, honestly. Mario Davis, it really doesn't matter who it is. Marcus Williams having a freaking Pro Bowl-like year, too, but the Saints offense bothers me. Michael Thomas is going to have his day. Alvin Kamara might get going eventually, but I, I'm I'm waiting for big plays down the field. I don't see it. Drew Brees is not going to be able to continue these 12, 13, 14 drives, uh, 13, 14 play-like drives every year. It's not, it's not sustainable. The Saints win this football game. Don't be surprised if they lose it, and don't be surprised if this thing goes to overtime and the Saints lose it. Carolina knows them. Luke Keekley knows his offense very well. He's played it probably about 30 times already in his career. He's going to have this day. I'm hoping Jared Cook has a nice day to kind of give uh, him something. That could be hard. Yeah, but I'm thinking that they're going to do a lot of pattern routes where Keekley's either going to take Kamara on the over or go under on Cook and leave the other one open. I actually think you'll see more Shaq Thompson on Kamara just with his speed. He's more of that hybrid linebacker safety type. Yeah, but... Or they'll play zones, obviously, because they do play a lot of zone, too. Right, but Gerald McCoy's going to be able to solve a lot of that. I, I, if Ken Newton was in this football game, I'd be more concerned. Saints win 30-17 to 17 over the Panthers. All right, Miami at Cleveland. Brown's first game since the whole Miles Garrett incident. He's obviously suspended the rest of the year. Now, here's the thing. And we're gonna do we're gonna do this in the Steelers game back to back because I, I I think both those teams are gonna look ahead and kind of play down to their opponents. That being said, Miami's in a tank, so I still think Cleveland's gonna win. But I think it'll be closer than people expect. Miami's defense has also played better in recent weeks too. Their offense still stinks, but right. their defense hasn't been playing bad. So I think they'll get some turnovers. They'll get some sacks. They got good talent down there. Feral Raekwon McMillan. I like Raekwon. I want him for the Giants. I remember him. I remember him. He's a fantastic young linebacker. Yes, he is. And Xavier Howard's a top 10 corner in football. Yeah. So, yeah, they definitely have talent. And, again, they've been playing better in recent weeks. So, I do think they'll get some sacks and turnovers. The problem is Cleveland's defense has also been playing better in recent weeks. Now, obviously, Miles Garrett's a big reason why, but their secondary is still very good. They've got Joe Schobert playing well. They've got Vernon playing well when he's been healthy. And again, Chad Thomas, who's going to take Miles Garrett's plate, I liked as a prospect, and I think he'll be able to make some noise in this game, too. Do you still have Zettel? I don't think so. I liked him, too, though, if he's still there. I, I don't think he was there, though. I, I forget where he went. But I think the defense, and the, it'll do enough, and the run game, I think will do enough. Jarvis Landry, revenge game, too. I think he'll play well as well. But... It'll be sloppy. I'll take Cleveland 23-14. Um, 
I oh, no, agree. He's the Bengals now. Uh, I think Cleveland's going to blow out the Dolphins. I think Baker Mayfield's going to rile them up to the pact of like, this is no longer about us. We're going to win this for miles. I think Odell and Jarvis Landry are going to ball out. Here's the problem about Xavier Howard. He's everything I just said, top 10 cornerback in football. Odell Beckham Jr. quietly has had a very good season. Very, very good season. With only one touchdown? <laughs> Can you stop? Like, that's not his fault. Just like it wasn't. We always say it wasn't Julio's fault. You can't do that now with Odell. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, but I'm not saying that's not quietly good, though. It's quietly Julio good. still had, like, 1,700-yard seasons with that, though, too. Right. Well, Odell's sharing Odell's the load. not going to really get that. Oh, Julio Jones is doing that with who next to him? Muhammad Sanu? Jarvis Landry is a much better wide receiver than sure, Muhammad Sanu. And David and Joe. Well, David well, no and Joe hasn't played. Right. Atlanta still had other talent, though, around them, too, with the running backs. Right, but now we are throwing the football. Obviously, Ridley last year, too, so... They've, de- they've definitely had talent, though, too. So that's the only reason I'm not going to say quietly great season. Oh, I said good. Oh, okay. Odell Beckham Jr. has his best game of the year. Today's the day Odell will go off. I even think you could see Odell and Jarvis Landry both clips 100 yards receiving. And here's the, here's the X factor in all this, right? Nick Chubb's going to run for damn near 200 yards. Cleveland wins this football game. 42-7 to seven over the Dolphins. This is the game where Cleveland lights the fire under their ass. All right, so here's the other and, end of it. Well, right, we're going to get to the Steelers game, and I'm just going to say this now. If you, if Freddie Kitchens, after what happened on Thursday night, cannot hone that in and kind of focus them to a positive direction, you're fired. You're fired on Monday morning. Now the other end of it, the Steelers, who are obviously mad about what happened in this instance against the Bengals. Now this one, again, they're more mad, so I think they're actually really looking ahead, and that's why I'm going to take the Bengals here. I agree. The Bengals are obviously winless, but they're not actively tanking like the Dolphins are. They played close with Seattle. They played close with Buffalo. They played pretty close with the Ravens in the first meeting. They're not actively tanking, and they're a more talented team than the Dolphins are. And they're not going to want to lose to their biggest rival either. They they always play their they always play hard against the Steelers. They'll play stupid at times, but they they'll, they'll always play hard and never want to lose to the Steelers. Is no longer there. Yeah, but it wasn't just him either. They had other dumb penalties that cost them games in various instances, mistakes, whatever. They're not going to want to do that. Plus, again, the Steelers' offense—they're very questionable right now. Mason Rudolph. He'll play, but is his head going to be on straight with everything he's going through? It, even if it is on straight, he threw four picks when it was on straight. So, yeah, that, that's one thing. You got the biggest thing that they probably could have taken advantage of with the run defense is James Conner, and he's in and out with injury too. Jalen Samuels, who is he? So there's just a lot of question marks, and Juju will get his, but William Jackson's a pretty good corner too, so <laughs> he'll, he'll get his as well. Go ahead. Snugs alert. I love me some speedy, but you need a buzzer for when he goes too long. If the buzzer was you screaming, hop hog, I would be pleased. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> a buzzer if you scream hop hog. 
<laughs> that would be funny. But yeah, I do think Cincinnati wins this game. Because I think the Steelers are really already looking ahead to Cleveland, especially them being the ones that are the victims of this Miles Garrett practical assault, really. I'll leave them alone. So I think they're really already looking ahead. And I think also Mike Tomlin has a history of playing down to teams. Now, usually not divisional teams, but he plays down to teams a lot, especially on the road. And I think the Bengals will take advantage of it here. And their defense showed a lot last week against the, the Raiders, too, where the Raiders, they were, like I said, they're hot right now. So I think they win this game. I think the Steelers look past them and just look ahead to Cleveland. 20-13, to 13, Bengals. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. I should have went first, but it's all right. Um, yeah, and here's the other thing, right? No James Conner, so Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap and all those fantastic young young defensive stoppers they no have. No Marquise Pouncey either. <laughs> yeah. That front seven for the Bengals is not bad. They're just not great. They're well, their gonna front be... four is, is good. Their linebackers are pretty bad. <laughs> Zach Brown's bad. Mm, he's not great. He's your best linebacker. That's... Uh... He's better than some linebackers in the league. Sure. So, what I'll say now is also that secondary for the Bengals is not bad either. Now, here's the thing about the Bengals, right? William Jackson doesn't have to worry about Juju Smith-Schuster. He's not playing. James Conner's not playing. Mason Rudolph threw four picks with those guys. This game is going to be a disaster. And also, Cincinnati's had the hardest schedule in football. So they're going to be able to kind of, and at some point in time, if they're not going to win this week, they're not going to win at all. Zach Taylor needs a win. We're going to give it to him right now. 20 to 7 over the Steelers. Alrighty, the Giants at the Bears. Oh. This is going to be another sloppy game, similar to what I was saying about the Dolphins and Browns. Both these offensive lines have struggled this year. Both of these offenses, just in general, have had their issues with turnovers, with inaccurate quarterbacks at times. At times. Well, Daniel Jones hasn't been terrible with his accuracy. It's just really been, he's not an overly sophisticated quarterback. And most of his turnovers come with fumbles. So, that's why I say at times. I'm not gonna, I, I don't like him as a prospect, but I'm not going to completely downgrade him. He's had some good games where he's looked very accurate. So, with that in mind, I'm I think the, that style of game, it definitely benefits the Chicago Bears, though, the, with that defense, that run game. That, any kind of supposed-to-be low-scoring, sloppy game usually kind of usually benefits that kind of team. So I'm going to take Chicago here. Plus, again, the Giants secondary has really struggled. I think Allen Robinson finally breaks out from his slump. He's had a rough couple games lately. Tariq Cohen, who played well against the Rams last week, I expect him to play well. And David Montgomery can play well, too. The Giants do have some good inside run defenders, but Montgomery's a good outside runner, too. And the Giants have really struggled in that area as well. I think the Bears will get a lot of short fields with their defense. Daniel Jones has had tr trouble with fumbles all year. So I think the Bears get a lot of short fields that way. The Giants are holding the field goals just because they're not a good red zone offense, Chicago. But I really can't see the Giants winning this game. I think it'll be close for a little while. I think the Bears pull away late. Sloppy game, 26-10. to 10. Chicago. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And here's why. Pat Shermer knows this team very well. 
so we're not going to act like Pat Shermer won't know the defensive coverages that this team's going to have. Saquon Barkley will not be... Saquon might have a quote-unquote bad game stat-wise. He's the best decoy in football. Daniel Jones... If he's going to admit, he, Daniel Jones can slip away from Khalil Mack every now and then. He's going to get hit. He's going to get hit a lot. I'm not saying this football game is going to be great. But here's the other thing. The New York Giants defense is getting better every week. Mitch Trubinsky hasn't played well all year. This game's going to be close. Chicago will win. But this game will be very close. And, again, defense, special teams in the cold. Running the football, Chicago cannot do that, and special teams. Rosas is better than Pinero, and that's by a foot. I'm more talking about their return game, though. So Chicago's got a very good return game. Sure, but the special teams for the Giants is not bad. The Giants' special teams is actually quietly very good. I, if we looked at the stats, I guarantee you they're probably anywhere between average to top ten in the league. Maybe. But Chicago's one of the best in the league. Sure. But, again, it's a football game, and they don't do anything else well except get after the quarterback and special teams. Sterling Shepard supposedly playing on Sunday. We'll find out if that changes. Right now, I'll say Chicago wins this football game 24-21 over the Giants. If they, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants win that football game, though. I really won't. All right. One of the big games we were mentioning, the Seattle Seahawks. And the Philadelphia Eagles. Ken, I do not think this is a blowout. I think this is a close game. I'm going to take the Eagles. I think it'll be very close. I think, that, like I said earlier, their defense proved a lot against the Patriots with those with those secondary players that were really struggling a lot of last a lot of the season. I know the Patriots had some weapons missing, sure, but that's still always a tough passing attack with Tom Brady, with Bill Belichick, with Josh McDaniels. Running, uh, calling the plays. So, I, them doing what they did showed that maybe they could find what they did in the second half last year. Not to mention that run defense, that pass rush is going to give Russell Wilson some fits too. I think Russell Wilson will be able to run at times, but in terms of getting protected, play extending, I think that's going to be a little harder for them. Because the Eagles have a lot of defensive uh, pass rush depth, and Jim Schwartz has been blitzing more a lot lately too. So, don't be surprised if he decides to do that. To try to keep Wilson from extending those plays too. The big play receivers will happen at times, but I think that's really all they're going to go. That's all they're going to get because they're not going to be able to run the ball either on this Eagles run defense either. They're, they're really good, so that's one thing. And also offensively, I think you're going to see a lot of two tight end formations in this game. Seattle's had trouble with tight ends over the years, and I think that's going to be a matchup that Carson Wentz is going to look at a lot in this game. The run game is banged up a little bit, but I think they'll still have their moments. And I think Miles Sanders plays well, too, as a pass catching running back. And I think they'll be able to spread him out. So I'll take Philly very close. I also think Seattle will lose a lot of momentum after winning against the 49ers, having a bye week. They just want to keep playing, keep rolling. I think that'll hurt them a little, too. I'll take the Eagles close, 23-21. This is the Eagles' last loss of the season. Everything you said is right. Except Lane Johnson's out. Jason Peters is going to get hurt at some point next week. Who's stopping Jadavion Clowney and uh, Zeke Yonza? 
Carson Wentz is going to be pressured all game long. Carson actually plays like he can. He really hasn't showed much this year yet, though. That's fine. But, I mean, against a backup Eagles tackle, I I don't really know what they're going to do. Jordan Howard might not play. Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar might not play. That's a lot of injuries. That's a lot of injuries. And, yeah, the secondary played good against the Patriots. Here's the thing. Russell Wilson right now is the best quarterback on the planet. And you're right. He can beat you with both his arms and his legs. DK Metcalf has been, I think, outside of Josh Jacobs, probably the best offensive rookie in football that no one talks about. Josh Gordon's probably going to get more reps. And Tyler Lockett, stop with the he's not an elite receiver. He's a Pro Bowl receiver. Russell Wilson and him don't even have to look at each other. They know where everyone is. You know what that reminds me of? Brady and Edelman. And that connection still tops in football. Seattle will win this football game. Chris Carson's going to have a good day, too. Maybe not as a running back, per se, but he's going to get touches in the red zone, and he's a big body, and he's hard to take down. Seattle wins this football game 27-20 over the Eagles, and again, this is their last loss of the year to me. All right, Lions-Redskins, last of the 1 o'clock games. Both these teams struggling badly right now, especially defensively. This will be close. I'll take the Lions, though. Jeff Driscoll did show some good things against Dallas last week that maybe he could just hold down the fort enough so they're not a complete offensive disaster. The Redskins secondaries had their issues this year, so I just think those receivers will end up making a difference. I think Darius Geis will play well for the Redskins. I think Haskins will show some progression. The problem is, again, outside of Terry McLaurin, who's going to be guarded by Darius Slay, they just don't have anything else on offense that's going to be of any trustworthy that you could trust consistently. So I'll take Detroit to win this game. It'll be pretty close, 27-20. I'm, um, I'm also going to take Detroit. This game's not even going to be close. This game's going to be a blowout. Kenny Galladay is not going to have to worry about Josh Norman. The running back for the Detroit Lions is not going to have to worry about Deron Payne. Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson apparently are both leaning towards not playing and playing. Dwayne Haskins, to me, is... He wasn't a first-round pick when the Redskins took him. Darius Slay against McLaurin or any wide receiver they throw at him. Paul Richardson or uh, who else is... I don't even know who else is there. Darius Slay is going to beat them, too. And here's the other thing. You pointed this out. Jeff Driscoll has played well. He hasn't played bad. He's played well. And... Again, they didn't get rid of Jeff Driscoll and the Bengals because he was bad. They got rid of him because he didn't fit what they were trying to do. Yeah, that's okay. They also drafted another quarterback. Right, but Matt Stafford, if Matt Stafford played, this game wouldn't even be close to being a clue. But I, I think Detroit's going to roll this one out. I, I'm going to say 28-7 Detroit. All right, first of the 4 o'clock games. There's only two 4 o'clock this week. Jags at the Titans, but we were doing our playoff odds or whatever whatever you call it. I mentioned both these teams watch out for them to make runs at that wild card spot. This game will define a lot of it. it these two teams tend to play very wacky. I'm going to take Jacksonville just because I think their run defense has been a lot better than it's been in, in previous years. Even when their defense was the best of football. Their run defense was actually, I think, 18th or something like that. So, I think, especially with what Derrick Henry did to them last year, I think they'll key in on him a lot more. The Titans' offensive line still has had their issues this year, and that pass rush is not something you want to face. I think their receivers can play well at times. It's still going to be hard. And also for Jacksonville, Nick Foles 
even though he struggled last week, this is, he's getting to the stage where people are starting to doubt him again. And usually that's when he starts to play well. Titans have no Malcolm Butler. Jacksonville's offensive line's played pretty good, so I think they can contain that pass rush to an extent. It'll be a low-scoring game. It'll be still defense and special teams reliant. I'll take Jacksonville close. This could go either way. 2017. I disagree with you. Nick Foles played pretty well last week. Um, here's the thing. I'm also taking Jacksonville because I need to, them to win this football game. But um, more importantly, DJ Chark. Oh, God. You can say that. No, he, I'm playing against him in like three fantasy leagues this week. I hope oh, not. <laughs> he's a, he's going to have a field day. And not only him, I, I think that you could see a couple of Jaguars wide receivers make a couple big plays down the field. And Leonard Fournette, to me, He's the X Factor. He had a horrible week last week. He hasn't really had back-to-back bad weeks yet in the league. I'm I'm going to take Jacksonville here. I think Leonard Fournette goes off, and I think Nick Foles kind of um, – this is going to be a prime – this is going to be the Fox game of the week, I think. No. No. Dallas. Oh, that's right. We got the – oh, that's right. I forgot that game happens this week. I can't believe Fox is going to waste their time sending them there. But Jacksonville will win this football game to me. 28-24 over the Titans. All right, here's that game. Dallas Cowboys, New England Patriots. I mentioned to Ken earlier, the Patriots' defensive blueprint will go back to the way it always was. They'll take away their number one receiver, Amari Cooper. He's been one of the best statistical receivers in, in the league this year. The problem is, again, they're not gonna, Dak's not going to be able to go to those other secondary targets against this level of a secondary. He did it against Detroit, okay, when he was taken out, when Cooper was taken out. He did it to some extent against the Saints, even though he struggled much of that game too, when Cooper was being taken out by Lattimore. He's, he's not going to be able to do that against Jason McCourty, against Jonathan Jones, who's been very good this year. Yes. The safety. Just wait till J.C. Jackson plays more. Yeah, we'll see about that, but... Jamie Collins. So again, those linebackers. Dante Hightower. Dante Hightower. So, Vinovich. So it's going to be well, Juan Bentley. Well, Vinovich would be more of a pass rusher, but, but if he does drop into coverage, yeah. So I don't know if he'll be able to do that. I think the Patriots will let Zeke run to an extent. He'll have kind of a big first half, and then they'll game plan for him. They'll stop him when they need to, because that's what their defense tends to do a lot. And per- Dallas's offensive line, while it is still very good, has still not been the. 2014, 2016 dominant offensive line we've seen. They've had some leaks this year, and I think the Patriots will try to take advantage of it. Don't be surprised if they're they blitz a lot to overload to one side as well. So I think this will be close for a little while. The Dallas can rush the passer against the Patriots. Here's the guy I think though that'll be the difference to the Patriots is Sony Michelle. I think he finally plays well. Dallas has had issues against the run. They've had some trouble, uh, the Patriots have had some trouble throwing the ball with their weapons being out and their offensive line having trouble, but I think Sony Michelle will help level that out to extent. I think the game will be close through three quarters, and then I think the Patriots will pull away late. I'll say 26-13. The Patriots win this football game because Bill Belichick is going to outcoach Jason Garrett, and this game will not be competitive at <laughs> any point in time. Bill Belichick, if he was wasted, would probably outcoach Jason Garrett. <laughs> Bill Belichick in a permanent sleep without coach Jason Garrett wide awake in the afternoon. Uh, this game right now will not be close. Bill Belichick's going to put on a coaching clinic. The Dallas Cowboys are going to put up points because of the talent. Dak Prescott's going to go big plays. They, they might, they're going to cover the spread, but they, they're going to get so much points in garbage time. 
28-14, New England Patriots. This game will not even be close at any juncture. All right, Sunday night football, Packers and the 49ers. This one's interesting. Game I, of the week. I think this is game of the week. Definitely game of the week potential for sure. This this is game is both teams having some interesting offensive matchups they could take advantage of. The Packers' younger receivers have played a lot better here in the second half of the season. Usually it's one different one each week, whether it's Al Lazard, whether it's Geronimo Allison, whether it's Valdez Scantling. They always have one that plays well each week. And the Niners' secondary start to show some leaks after a great start to the season. The Cardinals, what they, what, what they have with the receiving depth kind of exposed it. And Green Bay, I think, could do a lot of the same things. Aaron Rodgers isn't just one receiver reliant anymore. Him playing as well as he did without Devontae Adams. I think showed a lot. So I think they'll be able to attack that. they got two very good pass-blocking offensive linemen, which could help contain this pass rush a little bit. And while the 49ers, I do think of an advantage inside, Aaron Rodgers does love to extend plays. He's always been good against interior defense, defensive pressure, recognizing it. So I think that'll end up making a difference. I think the, the run games will be shut down for the Packers, but that'll be really bad. The 49ers, I think, will be able to run the ball because that's been the weakness of the Green Bay defense. The problem is I don't think the, the passing attacks are going to be as strong with smaller, faster receivers against corners, that, honestly, for Green Bay that can run with them. I think that these guys can run with them. Their offensive line has been all banged up, and that's going to be a tough pass rush to go against. And I just think as a whole, when it comes to a primetime setting, I trust Aaron Rodgers a little more in primetime that I would trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's done well. I'm not saying he's a bad primetime quarterback. He's done well in a small sample size so far, but Aaron Rodgers has done well throughout his career as a primetime quarterback. So I think that'll end up making a difference. Very close game, kind of middle scoring. Both these defenses play well, but they haven't been as good at the start of the year, so I still think it'll be more of an offensive game. I will take the Green Bay Packers. Again, very close. I just trust Aaron Rodgers a little more in prime time to win this game. And I trust their team just more in terms of being battle-tested. Because like I've said with the Niners many times, they haven't been in a lot of close games this year. The Packers have been. And they've been winning close games this year. Either with their defense or with Aaron Rodgers, with their, with their offense. Even with their running game at times with Aaron Jones, they've won close games. And you saw the 49ers, even though they've won against the Arizona Cardinals, they seemed like they got a little exposed at times. And again, that first game, they almost blew as well. So I think that'll end up making a difference as well. So I'll take the Packers very close, 27-20. to 20. You talked that whole time? Somehow. Jesus, Lord. Whew. What, what score did you just say? I said Green Bay 27. Sorry, people had to piss like a horse. Green Bay 27-20. to 20. Uh, He's rolling as usual. But no, I... I Let's just let's just talk about this for a second. This game could be close, and Green Bay Green Bay is going to put Jimmy Garoppolo to a test that he hasn't been tested yet, like this year. You said something very important. Aaron Rodgers likes to extend plays because Aaron Rodgers does not like to throw interceptions. Aaron Rodgers is very cautious about himself. Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner, Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstrong. These guys are not giving him time to do that. Nick Bosa is the best defense, the best rookie in football right now. You could make an argument. He's defensive player of the year. 
Nick Bosa is going to hit Aaron Rodgers a lot. Aaron Rodgers is going to get flustered. And Aaron Rodgers in prime time flustered. Doesn't go well. Does not go well. This The only reason I'm even contemplating not taking San Francisco right now is because they are beat up. No Joe Staley. The pass rush for Green Bay has kind of died off in recent weeks. I'm going to take San Francisco here. Kyle Shanahan, I think, is going to have a game plan. George Kittle is supposedly playing. But even that is not even a given yet, and he's not going to be 100%. If he does play, that's the biggest matchup they're going to be able to expose, though, because those safeties are not great. No, they're not. And Adrian Amos, I don't know what happened to Adrian Amos. I always said he was overrated. (laughs) But here's the other matchup I like. Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be all over the place. Debo Samuel, I like a lot of these young receivers San Francisco has. Marquise Goodwin is another guy that everyone keeps sneezing on. And Dante Pettis has been benched recently. Not benched, but kind of pushed down. Oddly enough, I think he's the one that's the most skilled. Yeah, he's getting the least reps. Right, well, that's because he's not playing his hardest. But right. I could, at prime time, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has that Patriot DNA, and this is a perfect test. San Francisco 31, Green Bay 17. All right, last game, Baltimore Ravens at the L.A. Rams. I'm taking the Ravens. I think that's pretty obvious. I They are too hot, but this is not a game I, I see them losing. I just think they just match up too well on both ends of it. Defensively, they have the interior rush with Michael Pierce, with Brandon Williams, guys like that that can rush the passer inside against a bad Rams offensive line. And even their outside rushers, I think, can, can work against... Andrew Whitworth, who does have experience with them, but also another backup tackle with Rob Havenstein probably out again. So I think that'll end up making a difference. Still no Brandon Cooks. And the other thing, too, is the Rams are not going to be able to run the ball like they have the last two weeks against this Ravens defense. That is a top-five run defense in the league. Besides Nick Chubb, nobody else has been able to run on them all year. The Rams don't use their tight ends. That's the way to beat them. There's just a lot of things that don't work for this matchup. And then for the Ravens offensively, I think... Wade Phillips will prepare for Lamar Jackson by using a lot of three safety sets. I think you're going to see a lot of what the Chargers did in the playoffs because they could do it with John Johnson, with Weddle, and with Rapp. I think they'll be able to contain him to an extent, but at the same time, he'll still get his. He'll still get his inside. I think the running backs will get theirs as well. And again, Jalen Ramsey's great. He's, I think, the most talented corner in football, but they had to sacrifice a lot to get him. Troy Hill? Mm, not great. Ugh. Hell, Roby Coleman. I mean, he's good at times, bad at times. Their secondary after that's not one to trust. So, I think the Ravens receivers gets a big place too. And Mark Andrews, I think, has a big game as well. So, I'll take the Ravens semi big 24 13. I'm also taking the Ravens. This game to me will not be close. Todd Gurley is not going to be able to move anywhere on the football field. He's. Kind of, and I, listen, here's the thing, right? Todd Gurley is going to be taken out, and then Sean McVay is going to have to look at Jared Goff. Jared, everyone talks about Baker Mayfield. Jared Goff has similar numbers to Baker Mayfield. <coughs> $110 million man, right? Ridiculous. I think what you got to look at right now is what is the strength of the Rams, the receivers? Brandon Cooks. Even if they're all healthy, it doesn't really matter because you're going against the best secondary in football. Second best secondary in football. That belongs to the Patriots. The Ravens. The Ravens are really very close to the Patriots in the defensive. Ra- oh, 
great pass rushers, good young linebackers, and an elite secondary. And again, if it comes down to special teams, I trust Justin Tucker more than I trust Greg DeLake. Not because Greg DeLake is bad, Justin Tucker's the best kicker in football. Greg Zerlai might be second, though. (laughs) No, absolutely, but Justin Tucker is undisputably first. I agree. Sam Cox, I mean, listen, John Harbaugh is also going to explain why he's a better coach than Sean McVay. Everyone put Sean McVay second, and he could be. Guys like Sean Payton, uh, Harbaugh, Reed, McCarthy, who's unemployed. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. These are guys that give McVay fits because he's still young in the tooth. He's going to have to learn over time that, you know, you're going to have to learn something on the defensive side. Wade Phillips is basically the second head coach of that football team. Eventually, it's not going to work. The Ravens win this football game, and the Rams go into a tight spiral after that. I'll say 28-10 over the Rams. You believe we're the only two that picked the Ravens of all the picks that were made? Everyone else likes the Rams for some strange reason. I mean, we're the only people that said the Steelers would make the playoffs last year. I got crucified for it. I was told I'm a moron. Meanwhile, well, no, I picked them in the playoffs, but I had them the same record as you. I had them, right. I had them around the same record. I just, right. I just had them make because the AFC was so weak, so I still thought they would make it. Right. I, I said it this year. No, you're a moron. Meanwhile, <laughs> well, no, we both, we both said it this year. I had the blast of the division at the start of the year. Right. Me too. Me too. I mean, mathematically, now that will not happen. No, I won't. They could still finish third. No, I think I had them I think, third. W- I think they will finish third. No, yeah, you did. You did. I had them last. I'm just saying you had them out of the playoffs. No, oh, yeah. There's, there's no sense. They will make the playoffs until they get a new coach and a new quarterback. And I do mean a new one from Mason Rudolph, Big Ben Stump. But, um, yeah, man, that's that's our show. I must apologize in advance because um, we started late, but that's okay. Uh, I also apologize because um, I really wanted to do this 100 football thing. So we'll just do it Tuesday. Sorry, Speedy. Sorry. Right. So I know you were looking forward to it. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because there's a lot of great players in different eras. It's, mm. it's a cool concept. The offensive line is going to be the hardest part. Yeah. I think everywhere else is pretty much interesting. Uh, we're also going to kind of have to. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. What? Hmm. I have an idea. You have an idea. <sighs> it's unoriginal. So, I mean, is it an idea? No, it's like unoriginal it? to me, but it's original for everybody else. <laughs> Interesting. We might make two separate teams oh. and combine them into one. Interesting. I figured it out. We'll do that. But, Speedy. We're in the end game now. Tell them where they can find us. Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, 
Sirius Radio, spelled like the word Sirius. Vaughn TV. SoundCloud. Serious? Yes, I'm serious. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and on our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And now we're newly on Radio.com. We are one of only 16 sports radio networks slash podcasts on Radio.com. So that's pretty <gasps> exclusive. Jeez, I just had a flashback to about an hour ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, it's a big deal. That no, no, of, I know that. Sixteen? That's no, very no, exclusive. that's huge. But no, I'm not. No, not that part. The other part. Oh, okay. <laughs> Had a major flashback just now, Mike. I know you said it, but I heard his voice. No, I don't think I can replicate his voice. No, but I heard his voice. <laughs> I know. No, I know. I, I understand what you're saying, but still, if I were to do impressions of any person at this network, I, it'd probably be the hardest to do him. I could do him. Yeah, you probably could. I don't think I could, though. I can't do it on air, but I can do it. No, I believe you. I'm just saying I I'll probably do it. couldn't I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, thank um, Ken from calling from Upstate Upstate. Uh. Next week, we'll be back. New things are coming. New things are definitely coming. And uh, so, yeah, uh, let's, just, let's just talk a lot of shit right now, honestly. Um, I'm going to say it now. If this doesn't happen, don't blame me. Blame the other guy because I am fully prepared to make this happen. So if it doesn't happen, don't blame me. I'm working on a show right now where we are going to talk free agency and pre and we're probably gonna have to do it there's what six divisions right so in we'll baseball, probably have to baseball do you're talking about yeah yeah so we're probably gonna have to do it six times um and we don't have a lot of time to do it because the show will be revamped soon and uh i'm gonna talk a lot less it's sad but that's the truth of it and um you know doesn't matter i can still say three words a show those three words will be right You'll just say, you'll just say uh, your classic five words. You're out of your mind. <laughs> I want to know what I say the most on this show, because I really have no idea. Hmm. Go ahead. Uh, we're leaving, but go ahead. I want to know, what, we... what are like the top three lines I say on this show? I'm always right doesn't count, because I know that. <laughs> well, that's number one. <laughs> uh, so what would be the three I after think you're out, you're out of your mind is definitely in there. I would say, let's see, pitching and defense matters, I think is definitely one of them, and hmm. Whit Merrifield to the Yankees. No. No, I don't think that would be all time, because your Whit Merrifield thing really was only this year it started. I mean, you probably liked him before that, but you really drove the narrative on this year. Hmm. What else would it be? Oh, Bill Belichick is smarter than you. Would probably be the other right. one. Right. I mean, I've yet to meet a man smarter than him. I mean, maybe Popovich. Maybe. Yeah, but I think conceptually, football's a much tougher game. No, that's why I said maybe. Right. <laughs> and I don't mean maybe smarter. I mean maybe on the same stratosphere. No, I know that. Greg Popovich uh, is intelligent in his own facet. It just 
you're dealing with 53 players versus 16 12. or whatever. and 12. Right. and Most teams only go 12 deep. Right. The other four are right. still on the bench. Right. And all these different concepts for a 110-yard field versus a smaller basketball court with 11 guys on it versus five. I think there's a lot more you could do, so there's a lot more well, you got to do well. But one has had Tom Brady and one has one had Tim Duncan, too. No, that's There's true. Duncan best, and Brady are probably one similar. Of the, one of the best basketball players of all time. <laughs> Duncan ain't Kobe, though. Hmm. You can make a case. Stop! You can make a case. Don't be, don't be the guy that just left here. Don't disrespect the I Mamba. Don't, I, I don't disrespect Kobe. Kobe's right. had a better career than Tim Duncan. Okay. I'm just saying you could argue Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was phenomenal, too. Right. He's... He's the best. I think they're both. I think they're both top ten players. <laughs> I, oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know. I don't know who I would rank higher. But I. I, I just saying for what he did to revolution. Do you have LeBron man, higher than Duncan? Yeah, I do. I know. And you're going to put Duncan over Kobe? I said I would consider it. So you have LeBron over Kobe still? Yes, I, I, I'm not changing that. I know. I know. You admit it all the time. You're in the minority with it. Right. I just think LeBron's longevity has really been impressive, and he's still very well-rounded. I mean, he hasn't been fouled in, like, eight years. Yeah, that's a lighter NBA now. <laughs> of course he's been fouled. No, I don't mean, like, a foul by NBA standards. I mean a foul by, like, NBA fan standards. You touch LeBron James in any way, it's a foul. Don't believe me? Ask Draymond Green. We're not having that argument again. I'm just saying. Draymond doesn't get suspended. LeBron's career goes down the tubes. Um, Speedy, tell them where they can find us. I already did that. Really? Uh, yeah, really. Huh. Well, that's great. Um, we're in the end game now. Did I say that already? Yes, but oh, I, don't mind right, I, don't, I don't mind snapping again. Um... <laughs> Well, don't do anything stupid. Same to you. What? I'm hoping you don't either. <laughs> no, I thought you'd see. You know, you know what Mike Guido says the next time? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Here <yeah>. we go. <laughs> <laughs> the next time Mike Guido says anything, like, I'm stupid, you know what I'm going to say? How could I? You're taking all the stupid with you. <laughs> Are you? Of course you would say that. <laughs> Captain America. I'm going to make this show a complete nerd fest. I'm telling you. Interesting. You are Iron Man. You are Iron Man. You are Iron Man, Iron Man. I am Iron Man, Iron Man. <laughs> I really feel like me and Tony Stark are very similar. <laughs> Never thought of that. I really do think so. Like, I'm... He's wise beyond his years. He invents so many things. Mm -hmm. I'm always right, and I get, I get bored. Like, I'm bored. No, if me and you agree more than not. But I'm bored. With football, yeah. Other sports, not really. Well, we don't talk basketball because basketball is boring. Hockey, we agree more than not because no one watches hockey. And baseball, I've been proven to be right every time I've opened my mouth. So I'm bored. Mr. Old Cleveland's going to, oh, Cleveland, oh, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They're the best team to miss the playoffs in the, the last 
Whoop de doo dah. The Yankees are the best team not to make the World Series this year. What the hell is that meant? Because good teams can miss the World Series. That there's the postseason for that. But I not only hold Usually on. a ninety five win team doesn't miss the playoffs. I didn't only say that. I said they're not winning their division and not making the playoffs. Okay. Everyone told me I was nuts for that, right? Mm-hmm. Whoop de doo dah. What happened? Cleveland got bit by the injury bug. They didn't hit. They had to revamp midseason. Instead of selling, which they're going to do this offseason, they struggled all offseason long. whoop de doo dah My hat's off to you. But, Speedy, say your goodbyes. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend and have a glorious night. Beautiful. This is the home stretch. We're brought to you by New York Sports Scene. This is the fancy hat. My hat's off to you, everybody that watched this show, uh, the three of you. Snugs included. Um, my favorite. Um, I don't want to call him a fan because then I feel repulsed. My favorite, fa- my favorite viewer. Sure. Well, you can go with that. I don't have any fans, but uh, me and him have a special gift for Earl coming, so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> I don't know if I should give it to him after now, but that's fun. Hey, but anyway. Um, We'll be back on Tuesday, as Speed said. Have a glorious night. It's been great. It's been fun. I can't believe they left that thing in blind sight. I could see it anywhere. (laughs) Hold on. Tell me if you can hear this. See ya! You're, you're, You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.